To begin, why was institutional uh, resource utilization chosen as the focus of your study? The CAR T-cells, as you've seen sort of at this meeting, are very uh, exciting and very clinically having great outcomes in a lot of patients. And we wanted to be able to expand access to care. And to do that, you know, one of the big concerns was that outside of the cost of the actual infusion of the product, that there's the care of the patient that has to happen. The idea behind this and, in, in, you know, in the other sort of resource-heavy things that we do, such as transplants and any of that, there are a lot of bundles that have kind of come up to, to be able to quantify all of the care that needs to be given and reimbursed and all of that. And so that doesn't exist for the CAR T-cells. And so everyone became, especially smaller programs, trying to open CAR T-cell programs rather than places that were already in academic settings that were having already trial patients and all of that, um, that knowing what they were tra- getting themselves into almost or, you know, how much were they going to have to budget to be able to take care of these patients when you go in knowing, you know, you're $350,000, $450,000 already behind just from the product itself. And so what we set out to do was look at um, what what those resources are. And, we, you know, we started with the clinical trial patients knowing that a lot of their care is prescribed already, but at least that gave us a baseline to sort of say, you know, here's, here's what we think we're doing. You know, lab work, radiology, visits, how much time are you in the hospital? Things that we know from, you know, prior, prior work in all of these fields and in the hemolignancies that we can kind of then compare and say, you know, this is much, much more intensive than other things that we think of, or this is kind of on par with other treatments. Did your study indicate concerning resource utilization associated with CAR T administration? So, so actually, no. I think that in all of these, and there are a couple of these, uh, you know, sort of retrospective studies looking at this based on the different trials and the different constructs and models and companies and all of that. And I think that um, the big thing that that was interesting to me is there there is definitely and for sure always was going to be a difference based on the toxicities that are there and how much time you're in the ICU and sort of the big ticket items of what always is what costs more in the, to keep someone in the hospital. But I think that what's interesting is it's probably, you know, relatively comparable to other uh, modalities of treatment. And one of the things that I'm going to do next is is sort of take our similarly internal patients treated with the, you know, autologous transplants and allogeneic transplants and other sort of semi-comparable you know, resource-heavy uh, treatments and, and, and see if there really is a difference, you know, in those patients or not. Was there anything surprising to you or, or unexpected? I think that the worry when all of this sort of started about almost a year ago when, you know, the commercial approvals were kind of happening um, was that it would be, you know, almost the same price, that you would be sort of taking the price of the product and doubling that to treat the patients. And I think, um, you know, while we didn't formally sort of multiply everything out with the cost numbers, I think just from sort of, you know, quick estimates that what was most surprising is that it's not as resource intensive as we thought it was going to be and that the big drivers really are going to be the toxicities with the products. And so, you know, there are going to be differences between products based on, uh, you know, what the rates of CRS and neurologic toxicities and all of that are. And, you know, I think the biggest thing I think is that one, the point of doing this is so that you know what you're getting yourself into. What do you need to set up? What resources do you need available? But also that as we go forward and, you know, more places get comfortable with treating this and the places that already have well-established programs, that you get better. And so we kind of know where we're starting. And we know that you can almost sort of look at it and say, do we need to do all of these tests all the time? You know, which things are really important? And sort of setting up, um, you know, pathways and guidelines and things to sort of standardize across within and across institutions helps some of this. How do you think the results of your trial will benefit the leukemia and lymphoma community? 
what audience did you hope to target with your presentation and what do you hope was their key takeaway? Our study was sort of uh, partly twofold. One is to look within our institution and help us internally sort of make sure that we have the resources available, that as more and more patients have access to this, I mean, our main goal is really, you know, treat the patients, get them potentially curative options for um, their diseases and, and cancers and, you know, to be able to do that in the best way that we can. And so, I, you know, our audience for this really was partly internal to be able to look at what we're doing and how do we make that better, but also then to as these newer programs are existing, help them sort of set it up and potentially even go forward with, you know, the the pharmaceutical companies, the insurance companies, kind of use all of this information to say, do we need a bundle? Is that the best way to kind of make this happen? Um, or, you know, and what would be included in that? You know, what is a reasonable amount of care that needs to be accounted for during those first 30 days that, you know, you don't want to make even a package and say, you know, we're going to go sort of bare minimum or everybody's going to have all of these side effects and so you have to have this maximum but there's you know a standard of this is probably on average what most people are going to have and we should probably set it somewhere around there it'll be interesting to see you know in a year's time maybe ash next year you know how much how much more data is available on on this exact topic or whether or not we're looking at bundles for for these type of things yeah and i think you know one of the the sort of next first next step for us is is looking at the commercial patients that have been treated in this first year since it's been available and you know really looking back at are, is it similar to the clinical trial patients? So all of the studies that were presented here this year, mostly because the data wasn't available because all of the patients were getting treated this year, you know, but is it different in the commercial patients? Are places that are just starting these programs, you know, using more resources? Are we using more resources in those patients because we're just getting used to different products? And, um, you know, I think that's going to be the really interesting comparison of, you know, is this threshold different based on whether you're treated on a trial or not? And I think there's some evidence to say that it, uh, in other settings, potentially is. Um, but I think also, you know, knowing that is important of where are we using our resources. And with that, Dr. Shaw, we wrapped through these questions pretty quickly, and I wanted to just leave the floor open to you uh, if you wanted to make any last points or parting messages, things that you were hoping to discuss that didn't come up uh, in the interview. Yeah, I mean, I think that sometimes the cost side and the effectiveness side and all kind of get lost in the big picture and we're you know we're all very excited by the clinical outcomes as i said in the beginning i think the real goal of this is access doing this so that patients have a better availability of getting these therapies and and doing that in the best way we can Um, and some of that is standardization and as we sort of know more and are able to do that that studies like this kind of help uh, be able to identify what's important and how do we best take care of these patients